you have so many relationships in this life. Only one or two will last. You go through all the pain and strife, then turn your back and they're gone so fast. Oh, yeah. And they're gone so fast. Yeah. Mm. So hold on, the ones who really care. In the end, they'll be the ones, only ones, there. When you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me who will still care? Can you tell me who will still care? Oh, care. Mm, bop. Ba-da-ba. Do, bop. Da-ba-ba. Do, bop. Da, ba, oh, yeah. I said, oh, yeah. In a mm, bop, they're gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plant a seed, plant a flower, plant a rose. You can plant any one of those. Keep planting to find out which one grows. It's a secret no one knows. It's a secret no one knows. Oh, no one knows. Mm, bop, da-da, bop, do, bop. Ba-da, bop, do, bop. Ba-da, bop, do. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me? Oh, no, you can't, because you don't know. Can you tell me? You say you can, but you don't know. Can you tell me? Oh, which flower is going to grow? No, you can't, because you don't know. Can you tell me if it's going to be a daisy or a rose? You say you can, but you don't. Can you tell me? Oh, which flower is going to grow? No, you can't, because you don't know. Can you tell me? You say you can, but you don't know. Oh, oh. You say you can, but you don't know. Mm, bop. Doobadop, bop, doobop. Doobadop, bop, doobop. Doobadop, bop, doob. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the table. Here we are in episode six of season two. That was a little bit lingering of an all right. Yeah, I didn't like that. You're not Matthew McConaughey. I'm, oh, oh pew, 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 pew. Gosh, I mean, I'm Sorry, not. You know, my name's Adam. It's a true statement. Yeah, it is true. It, just, it seemed a little more aggressive than I, I know. thought. But I just, this morning, I just thought I'd start by, you know, not. Like trying lingering out my all right. Okay. As we started today. Which leads me to some questions like, Oh gosh. I'm always just curious about people's like, 
what goes on. Obviously, we see people like when we go out and we meet them, or we see them at school, or we see them at work, or you know when we interact with each other. And so we know those parts of each other. But sometimes we don't get to learn like the behind the scenes、mm. things and what's going on in people's lives. And so this morning, I wanted to ask you guys a few questions. Two questions, actually, in particular. Um, that would give us a little insight into、uh, maybe you, and so I want you to fill in. Maybe, maybe, maybe you, <laughs> maybe somebody else. I don't know.、Uh, maybe your alter ego.、Uh, we'll, we'll see. All right. So、uh, I want you to answer. If you have an answer for this,、uh, maybe it's a little difficult. I, I don't think it's that difficult. Answer the following question. Recently, or, or fill in the blank to the the following statement. Recently, I tried blank for the first time, and I don't know why I didn't try it sooner. Hmm. 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 <laughs> so, for example, recently, give us an example. Recently, I tried saying "all right" in a really <laughs> long manner for the first time, and I don't know why I didn't try it sooner. Oh, oh my! You、We、don't know why? You didn't. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I have a real one. Okay. A okay. real one. This summer, for the first time, I tried、um, water skiing. Uh, and I don't know why I never tried before. Well, I never really had the opportunity, but <laughs> I was kind of nervous. And I'd been to the lake before, and I was like, "No, I don't know how to do it," you know.、Yeah. And Joe was like, "You got to try it." So his sister-in-law got in the water with me and helped me learn, and it was super fun.、Yeah. That is All you、so、needed、fun. was an automatic boat. You know? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Throwback. Throwback for those of you that, that I、good. think that was、Did、like you, episode three. Do you like ski ski? Yes, snow ski. Wait, I've never skied on the snow, so no. Is the answer. So no is the answer to that question. <laughs> ski,、so no. yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Snow, just <laughs>、no. on the water. Just on the water. <laughs> okay, but you've never snow skied. I just wondered.、Mm-mm. So like the whole concept was very different. Very、me. new.、Yeah. All、That's、of it. So funny.、Yeah. Not that they're that similar. I have similar, surfed, just... not on the snow. What did you have a hard time getting up? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's like the hardest. Yeah, part. Yeah, like, part. yeah, nose dive and. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever. I think I've tried, but I don't think I've ever actually stood up. It's really yeah,、fun. I don't think I've ever. I love it.、Yeah. I feel like a fish out of water on the skis. <laughs> yeah, it's it is because fish、different. belong in the water and you're <laughs> out of water. <laughs> so,、mm. what else have you guys tried? Yeah, what what have you tried that you're like, ah,、oh, I should have tried this sooner. <sighs> it's actually a hard question. I have something that I haven't tried, but like I've now gotten Sean into it. So,、um, I come from a family of like. Growing things like having gardens and like、mm. things like that, and so we've always had plants in the house. And so after living with my brother before Sean and I got married,、um, we would have like plant clippings and like lots of different sorts of plants. And so now that Sean and I are living、um, together, married, whatever,、um, whatever, I, I now have like,、whatever. but like、whatever. now is like the spring, and so like all of the plants are now like growing a little bit more because they have more sunlight and things like that. And the amount of excitement that he gets from like a new leaf or a new、mm. growth. I'm like, oh my goodness! Why didn't I like start this sooner? Because like it's something that we、Aww. can both like commune with and like both do together. That to make our house a little,、um, you know, feel a little more like home. And his excitement is just it like drives me. She's actually、more. not lying about growing up. Do you remember the when we saw、yeah. your, grandparents your grandparents' greenhouse, like, which is like house was huge, it absolutely was amazing. amazing. Yeah, my grandmother. I mean, my grandfather used to have like like. 
walking up to his garden and like picking like snap peas off of the vine and just eating them or like um, mm. picking squash and like slicing it up and tossing it on the grill like just from their backyard. Like that was my summers growing up. Mm. And so I don't know. Plants have a really special place. Yeah, that is a I've thought about that. that, that like, space. Why have I never tried like just getting a little planter and like growing like something I like little or snake jalapeno plant. peppers or something <gasps> like that that I could just like just it'd be pop really, off and, yeah, just yeah. like really, you know, satisfying to Tomatoes watch it grow. Tomatoes are easy to, to grow. To Tomatoes and are really easy. that's something so easy, right? Yeah. Go get a little, you know, mm-hmm. little pot and, yeah. and put some Or some herbs for, you know, on the grill, yeah. like your own um, rosemary branch, just cut off a couple and toss them on the grill on top of your steaks. I want to see how many of our listeners now are like running out to Home Depot to get I'm stuff. sure. Um, try your local plant shops first. <laughs> yeah. I will what? say for any of those who are like, don't go to Lowe's or Hurry, Home, Home Depot Home Depot's going to run out. Uh, so many people thousands. from our... Just Why are all these people here? Well, well, to the table. Maybe we should the table. We needed like a promo Such code for it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Depot. see about getting y'all a code. Home Depot <laughs> to the table. table 50. <laughs> yeah, to the table 50. Oh my gosh. Lee, what have you recently tried that you don't know why you didn't try sooner? Raspberry sorbet. Oh, oh yeah. Interesting. Delish. I thought I she was, was going to say raspberries. No, um, I love sorbet. Like, grew up going to TCBY. My mom, all, yes. we all we were sorbet. Like, we had all the different. I don't know. We were never really an ice cream like family. I think I have. We have just a lot of dairy issues, um, and so we did. <laughs> maybe cut that part out. Um, but we always had sorbets. But that's just not one flavor I tried, and I love the taste of raspberries. And so I got the Talenti. You know, I do Talenti. shipped sometimes, so I like see all this stuff in the mm. stores. And I was like, I'm going to get that and take it home one night. And you guys? You loved it. Don't Chef's kiss? Like, so good. Chef's kiss. Okay. Okay. Uh. So I recommend <laughs> the, tel- is it Talenta? Talenti? I don't know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the brand is like clear yeah. jars. Yes, I love that. Mm. Expensive, good ice cream. It is. Slash it's like sorbet. Yeah. $6 for one of those little. Jeez. Oh, uh, I had to learn twice. how to make it. I know that's true. See, that's the kind of stuff Kate thinks about. I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) And I was like, I will pay that six (laughs) dollars. I am not doing that. Yeah, but then you can get like the right amount of like sweetness and tartness, like exactly how you like it. Mm. Hmm. Mason, Uh, I I was just. I guess I have two, and they're kind of lame. One of them uh, is. One of them is Smoothie King. Oh, I love. (laughs) Yes, welcome to the club. I've, I've certainly been to smoothie king before but just just recently in the past like two weeks i've like been there more (laughs) and and it's just like huh i wonder why i haven't done this more it takes me back to like when i fasted Mm. oh yeah but yeah so i guess smoothie king shout out to them (laughs) and then you guys got a promo for us (laughs) um and then also Publix. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Don't even get me started. Is that good? Is that a good or bad? I love Publix. Jo- Jonesy yeah. loves a Publix. Yeah. Why I, did your voice like drop down two octaves when uh, you started saying that? Oh wow! <laughs> I just, yeah, I've I've always lived like by Kroger's, and I still live by a Kroger, but also I live by a Publix now. And I just I went in there the other day. Just I don't know. It's just one of those things. I I wasn't not trying to go to Publix. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I went in the other in. day, and I was like. Wow, everything is brighter and nicer than Kroger. <laughs> Don't even give, we could do a whole podcast on how much I love yeah, Publix. Adam could yeah. do a I'm whole with podcast. Publix is new for me oh, too. Never because it was yeah, more it's, money. But it's, it's and it's fun nice. fact: yeah. my grandfather works at Publix. I know, and that's so cute. Really, I crawl every once in a while. Which Publix? Yep. Probably not my Publix. In Franklin, not yep, your Publix. Not my Publix. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Two things that I've started doing recently mm-hmm. that 
I f- I'm like, why wasn't I doing this like all the time? Going on an evening walk. Okay. Mm. Aww. By yourself or with? I, I take Jane Bradley. Tiny, like tiny humans and yeah, dogs. Yeah, tiny human. I, I go for a stroll, but it's like <laughs> a good like mind clearing at the end of the day. It's kind of like right now. Kind of like your drive home. Would yeah, it's kind of like the commute home used to be. Mm. And it was kind of like, oh, I'm going to like take a deep breath, not worry about what goes on on my phone. Yep. Like, and just, you know, listen to the sounds of nature and like watch the sun and like see kids playing in the neighborhood and all that. And it's just, it's a good deep breath before I head into like cooking dinner and doing all that kind of stuff. So, or nice. if you had to like go home, like take a walk before you, uh, you know, start your homework or something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah. Also, this one's going to be the most lame thing ever. I have started vacuuming almost every day and I love it. <laughs> oh my god. Did you get a new vacuum? I did get a new vacuum. That's probably why. What it's kind like, did you get? I got one of the like cordless stick ones. Should have known. And it's yeah. just like you can just Ooh. grab it and what go. And I'm like, I am not limited wait, wait, by wait, any cordless cord. Stick one? So yeah. Yeah, they is call it Dyson? Like, just yeah. say it. We knew it. Is it, it we knew it? Lou's McGee over but there. But it goes so it's like you can just grab it and go anywhere. It's got different attachments, so you can do yeah. anything with it. Wait, 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 wait. Did you get the pink one? The technology in vacuums have has progressed. No, it's purple. I feel like. So it's maybe mine's a pink purple, but I would consider it pink. No, Mm -hmm. mine's not pink. (laughs) So you don't plug it in. No. Does it like turn on and? Well, yeah. You charge it, right? You charge charge it it on like you can. Well, well, there's like a wall hang like you plug it. Well, what I'm thinking of when you say what you just said, I think of those like little black things in restaurants, you know, where they just you roll. Yeah, and it's just like. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, that's not what I'm doing. Like flicks the is that technically a vacuum, or I don't even know what that is, right? That's not yeah. a vacuum. That thing over is the carpet awesome, with. Yeah, I'm dying to pick, to pick up all the. the <laughs> Do you think Bouge has one of those? <laughs> well, that's what I just thought. Saying. So in my head, I was just like, bro. I hope our theater vacuum three thousand. That's all. No, I'm, I'm getting dog hair and stuff. Well, partly it's because Jane Bradley walks around and like any so, bit so, of fuzz so, or something like that she puts in her mouth. So it's like every day, like I'm like, let's get all the fuzz off. So it's like electric. Or you just like eat that. It's not completely. Just the black plastic thing. No, it's, okay. it is not that. And okay. That's what's wrong. Hey, with you my just kids. roll back and forth. Yeah, yeah. just it does the work for you. I can you don't hear it. Literally, aren't those in like the right, Chinese restaurants? That's gonna be that's gonna be so exciting for students to listen to. Well, maybe I should try vacuuming uh, every day. Uh, it is really satisfying if you have like a dirty corner oh. or like and it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on dying. to my second question. <laughs> um, one book I never finished, but wish I had was. Mm. Oh, man. One book. There's so many. Okay, can I do a book that I've never started, but I want to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll allow it. <laughs> that sort of changes the whole question. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really the question at all that I asked, yeah. but... Um, I know you asked this question, but I'm going to answer this but one But I guess instead. I'll... Uh, I have tears. Oops. It, this is the equivalent of, like, if I had been like, all right, what is your favorite color? And Hoops was like, all right, my favorite car is... <laughs> I know it sounds like color, but... Oh my gosh. <laughs> this isn't my favorite. This is like my yeah, hoops, favorite. Yeah, hoops. Yeah, I'm in it. What book? I just want to. I've never read the Harry Potter books and I want to and I just mm. need to get into it. So. Do you want me to bring them to you? Yes. Okay. Okay. That might be good for you right now. Just to like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to change the question. No, no, no. It's fine. I'll, I'll accept that too. Okay. Mine is every book for the last. Four years. I don't read anymore <laughs> unless it's a kid's book. And sometimes we don't even make it through those. So mm. 
And I think I'm going to be the exact opposite. It's like, I can't remember a book I haven't finished. Ugh. Mm. Except for like <laughs> seminary when I like flipped through and needed to get like, you know, the couple quotes and things that I... 75 pages? The 75 pages. And that, yeah, I can't remember a book that I haven't finished. Mm. Mm. I did start Rachel Held Evans Inspired. Oh, such a good book. It, and that is such a good book. It was almost too good to keep going. Like I just... <laughs> And I mean, like, there's so yeah, much. Yeah, there's to, so like, much. Marinate and just like yeah. it's in. like a season. Like you need the week in between chapters yes, so you can like but I just digest and take in. There's yeah. a quote that I love that says, "You know, the best books aren't the ones that you can't put down. It's the ones you can't help but put down." Because mm, you need Ooh. time to like. That's good. Wow. That is good. Mason, what's what's quote? your book? Uh, my <laughs> books are. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's an interesting title. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My books are, uh, good thing I'm holding this mic. <laughs> are you okay? Let's just cut this whole thing. Hoops' wow. mind is that out was, of here uh, right now. We got Hoops making up our own Hoops questions. Is, we got uh, Mason uh, needing to talk, but then coughing just, immediately. Like, cack, like, that was gross. <laughs> gross. Don't much. do that. My next question will be, when was the last time you coughed up a hairball, Mason? <laughs> about two minutes ago. Yeah, so, look, sometimes you just get a tickle in your throat, all right? And you just gotta okay, try to I'm get sorry. it out. Go, go on. My, mine is, <clears throat> mine is like a, a whole series, I'd say, of books, which I've, I've read like half of, man, maybe not half, two thirds, no, a third of the first one. Uh, <laughs> That went from almost finished to two thirds to one third to ah uh, started. Yeah, no, I read the first page uh, of this this really big like fantasy series called The Wheel of Time. Whoa, I've heard it's, about that. It's yeah, it's like the it's it's like just the gen, super generic. Uh, it's like the kind of books that if you go into like an old, like a library or an old bookstore, and it's you know the ones with like the cheesy fantasy covers with like dragons and things uh-huh. on them. Yeah. But like the it's supposed it's well they're making like a series on it and I always feel compelled for some reason doesn't doesn't matter if like I have any interest in actually reading the book or not but if a show comes out that's like based on something I'm like oh I got to read a book first. I got to read the book yeah, first. Yeah, I hear but that. But the wheel of time for um for reals I've always wanted to I've always wanted to to read it cuz I I think that I don't know, just getting into like a big series like that is, is kind of cool. So I've tried to read the first one. Well, I, I've read part of the first one, but I've not like finished it. Because it's like 14 books, and each book is like 1,000 pages long. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's like it's like a real undertaking, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't so, yeah, finish. I'm, 1,000 pages. I think, I think at some point in my life I'll end up, I'll end up reading it. But yeah, currently, currently I have not. Mm. Jonesy? I have honestly so many like I really I, I'm i with you Lee like so many books I don't because so many of the books that I pick up are like my big things that I like are kind of like history and biography type things or theology and like th- so many theology books like you get the gist of what they're saying in like the first hundred pages yeah. so after like the first hundred pages you're like I know what they're saying. Like they're they're now kind of repeating and just expounding upon themselves. Giving so, examples and but yeah. you you also are a big audiobook guy. Yeah, yeah. And so you, I mean, I, w- I was just actually looking through my audiobooks, and one of the ones that it was like that um, stuck out to me that I was like, oh, I was really interested in this one. I don't know why I didn't finish it. Was uh, John Adams? It was a biography on John Adams, and I really I hmm. enjoyed that one. That one was kind of like combo right it was a biography but also a lot of early american history um and i didn't end up finishing that one i think i just got distracted i don't know yeah 
Hmm. Yeah, podcasts have, have filled a lot of space for me where, mm-hmm. where me books too. used yeah. to fill. But I do love to listen to books. And I think that's like a... I would I would suggest that to anyone who struggles with with like reading and keeping like attention on on something because I really do like I always struggled growing up with kind of like re- reading retention and all of those things yeah. and yeah. Um, like audiobooks is like oh like I can retain and remember like books if I'm especially if I'm really engaged or like intrigued well, really by cool. them. Oh, you so. know what? I just thought of one. Do you, did you read The Grace of Dogs? Mm-hmm. I think by Andy Root. Yeah. I started it and I haven't finished it. Oh. Andy Root. Mm. That's a good one. But I always have a stack of like, I think on my nightstand right now, I have a stack of two or three like theology books. I, like oh, I think theology. Divine Dance is one of that's them, which one, I think Mason, you suggested that one to me. surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> um, like just like the Divine Dance is one on Holy Spirit. It was one I was super interested in, but however, just Richard Rohr. Yeah. Got, yeah. Um, got distracted. So I had a, I have a book, um, about uh, uh, one book that I've I've read a bit of and I haven't finished yet is a uh, Going Clear, that one about Scientology. Oh, have you seen the series? Mm. Oh have. my gosh, Scientology yeah. on it's, Netflix! It's really fascinating. No, it's it? it's incredibly yeah. fascinating. It's amazing. And, and the book is the book is um, from what I've read is pretty fascinating too. Um, Wait, Going Clear. Going Clear. Yeah, huh. that's what. I, wonder, that's what the I, I think Joe would want to read that. It. Yeah, the 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 um the series is really good on HBO, um, but yeah. it's based on this this book by by this guy who did like who left the church. No, it it's just a journalist oh. named Lawrence Wright who's who's written a lot of different stuff, but oh. <clears throat> he uh yeah, it's it's wacky Scientology. It's a crazy crazy thing. There would be moments in the the HBO series where <clears throat> we'd be watching, and we would have we would have to turn it off to like laugh. I'm not trying to make fun of someone else's, mm-hmm, like, but it sure. was. It is so, so intense out there. Like it's so beyond what seems. I don't know that this many yes. people are bought into mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. We would have to turn it off and like go. Wait, is this real? Like, yeah, are, is what we're watching real? real? Yeah, because it yeah. was so. Yeah. Yeah. Joe and I were on that too. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Really wild. Hmm. Oh. All right. Well, well, thanks, guys. Well, let's uh, finish all these books then. Okay, yeah, you know, I got another book thing. thing. <laughs> Something you said reminded me of another book thing. Uh, just just, just want to say this. For, you can cut this out if you want. Um, you know those books that you used to have in middle school where you got to like choose your own adventure? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Were those the best? Six? Did you yeah. never, like, did you never I, finish those? Are those still around? <laughs> they were finished. <laughs> yeah. They're still around? Yeah. Okay. Because it would be like you'd get to a certain page and they're like, if you want yeah, them to turn, open this, turn door, this way. Yeah. It was a super cool idea. I loved that. That's always kept me engaged because it was like, what's it going to be? Well, I would encourage you listeners, if there's that book on your nightstand or on the shelf or wherever on your desk that you haven't finished and you're like, man, I wish I did, go pick it back up. Or maybe there's something there you're like, maybe I should try that. And this is going to be one of my new favorite things. Like, you know, I might be growing some jalapenos later today. I don't know. Later today? Yeah. Wow. Gonna make it drive by. Got to do something. I don't know. You better get there fast. Everybody's going to Home Depot. Hey guys, Wednesday night Bible study is back in person in the church. So it's just super exciting. Join us 6.45 to 8. See you then. Hello, hello. We are um, starting kind of a new 
a newish series new, new, um, new. in our second season of the podcast. So we are officially done with, I don't think that means what you think it means. Mm. We won't try to do the letters for that, but um, got those. we finished that with, was it women in ministry? Was that the last women one? Ministry was mm-hmm. last yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. So now we're rolling into something a little different. We're just going to hit some heavy topics that are topics that come up a lot in our planning as youth ministers and our conversations as friends and coworkers. Um, just some things pertinent to culture, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. And so this week's topic that we're kind of, we're, we're landing in the space of disagreeing. So what does it mean to disagree? How do we disagree? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot, would you say? <laughs> I'm excited and nervous about this. <laughs> yeah, this is a heavy one. And yeah, there there is a lot to be said and a lot of examples currently in the world yes. of yes. how to and how not to disagree. Um, so I did a little research on my Instagram stories. Thank you to those that listened, that participated in that. Uh, were really, really helpful, and your answers were so thoughtful. So I'm going to share them. I'm going to also pose those same questions to our team, um, and you tell me how you feel. And I'm mm-hmm. going to give you some of the responses as we go, too. Mm-hmm. So my first question for you, um, as we talk about disagreeing, is does this word, disagreeing, conjure up negative feelings in you? When, when we decided we're going to talk about disagreeing this week on the podcast, were you like, Eek. Like Kate said, it kind of makes me nervous. Or were you like, yes, I can't wait. It's it's not an excitement for sure. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's like a scary word. Okay. You know, for, for me personally, it's, I don't know. It's more of like a, it's more of like a challenge than like a, mm-hmm. like a scared or like excited. It's kind of in the middle. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Not surprised you took a central route there. Mm-hmm. Say what? I'm not surprised that you took a central yeah. route I there. think it makes me nervous because yeah. I don't like when people are unhappy and I just want everybody to get along and be friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. Well, not to keep talking, but... No, no, no. Just to respond, I think why I take a central is because I don't... I guess depending on like, I don't I don't want to already cast like a negative or positive on the conversation. Ah, okay. So the idea of like disagree. Okay, if I could just look at it completely unemotionally, mm-hmm. it could be a challenge. It could be good. It could be bad. But I don't want to like start with mm-hmm. feeling a certain way inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. I think I said I'm super excited about it because I love finding out ways to like either circumvent disagreeing or like come to either a common place of like, hey, we're never going to disagree and that's okay sort of thing, but also super nervous because we can't take emotions out of, right? Like mm. uh, we are, are like, we have trauma and things that we've done, like done or experienced in the past that bring emotions into disagreement. Like if we didn't have those, I don't think people would disagree quite as much or it would have that sort of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, like disagreeing and I'm trying to even remember Lee, like how you phrased the original question, like whether it brings up positive or negative. Does it conjure negative feelings in you? I mean, I certainly, I think all of us would say we've had negative experiences of disagreeing, right? Mm -hmm. But I've also would say I have had really positive experiences of disagreeing and how that has helped like create growth and 
and help me like realize different perspective and me understand myself even more as I disagree. So like overall, I would say like thinking about disagreeing is like a positive thing because it, it, it spawns growth. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. usually growth does not happen without a little bit of pain or difficulty in the mm -hmm. process. So it's like, are you willing, are you willing to wade through some of that for your own growth? And mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, as a person that like always realizes that I have potential of growth and improving myself and being better at who I am, then like, I would guess it, it's positive, yeah. but it, it, but it comes at the cost of knowing like, this is going to be hard in the myths, right? Like no one learned how to run a five minute mile by just doing it one day. There had to be pain of training and doing all mm. of those things, but mm -hmm. then, yeah. Okay, so let me ask it a different way. And I, I wanna say this. So at the time of capturing this, 50 people had responded to that, okay? So it was wow. almost exactly half and half. Wow. Yes oh, interesting. No. Yeah. So 49% said yes, that it does conjure up negative feelings mm. and 51% said no, which I'm surprised that the majority even though it's one person hmm. is in the no camp. Um, so let's ask it this way. When disagreements arise, you're in the heat of one. Do you run toward them or do you run away from them? Run away. Away? I shut down. Like, away. cause like, like I don't like run, oh, like disappear, but I'm like, I need you to stop talking so I can think and have my like either own opinions or put them in a way so that, we're not just yelling at each other. Mm. And so for some people, they're like, no, I want to get this done now. And I'm like, no, I need, I need space. Okay. But that's a different style. That's it. the style. But if, okay, so, so if you had all the time, if yeah. you had time to conjure yeah. up your thoughts and yeah. be present in the conversation, you would say you run towards yeah. them. Okay. Hmm. I don't want to take another middle, middle of the road <laughs> answer, that's but okay. it, I, I don't like, I don't like, does it depend on the subject? Yeah, yes and no. The faces that Mason is making right now are awesome. varied. Yeah, sorry. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm really giving this a lot of thought. It yes yes and no it's a subject, but also well th this this I think this will like develop as we keep talking about this, but um I don't necessarily run towards disagreement because naturally I don't enjoy conflict. But there is like a sense of like wanting to understand. Mm -hmm. So like even in like the discomfort, sometimes there is like a, a pressing through of things. But that's not like I don't do that because I. It's not like a oh let's just let's just go for it kind of thing. It, it's it's. Um. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Sure. We'll develop it more as we ask more questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll just okay, Jen, develop it you? more. I would say I'm not afraid to disagree, and I think I tend towards it. I definitely go towards it when I know it. it is the only possible solution to a healthy resolution. Hmm. And I know that that's a, like, that's a packed answer, but I go towards it like, so I'll, I'll take it from a... Um, well, like the most personal, like in my life, like my wife, like I'm not afraid to disagree with my wife because I know for us to continue in a healthy way, like we have to learn how to disagree with each other. Now, if I find myself, me personally, like if I just find myself on the side of a road and I 
hear like a street corner preacher that's preaching something I really disagree with, I don't run towards disagreeing with them because to me it's like, is that a healthy, like, is that something healthy for me to to right. head into right now? Is that the or pain is, I want for that growth? Right. Is that is does that have growth for me in this way? And so it's like. I think I weigh personally, and this is the, a middle of the road answer, right? But I weigh personally, like, is this is this disagreement? Um, I I go towards disagreement when I know that this is the path towards growth and enlightenment and mm. a healthier future, and then I kind of just steer clear in places where I feel like, oh, I don't know that that's worth like what what I would put into it. I, I think know. that is a very very safe answer, but I think it is it is that is a, a very healthy answer right mm -hmm. that's very safe because it's like well if it's going to help me be better then I'll do it which is I'm not saying it in that tone as if to mock what you're saying because I completely agree that's really safe but it's I think that's absolutely true um, we're going to talk about that like if you are a person which in the crowd it was 45 to 55 percent so 45 oh, percent so of people funny. said they run toward them and 55% of them said they run away from them. Hmm. Um, so why? If you run away, we ask that question. Like, if you run away, why do you run away from conflict? And one of the things someone said is, that, like, there has to be mutual respect and trust and relationship. Yeah, for sure. And so, <clears throat> Adam, it reminds me, I have had disagreements, I think, with every person probably in this space, in this room. Um, we are all people. You know, we do not exist as robots in this space, you know, we <laughs> not a vacuum. do not always come to the table on the same page. And that's about things as simple as what we're going to do on a Sunday night or things as simple or as complex as, you know, different levels of inclusion or social justice issues. We don't all come to the table at the same space. Mm -hmm. And so we've had to learn to live in that tension. And Adam, you and I, from the very beginning, when we started around the same time, Adam was here five or six months in, ahead of me, um, which he's coming up on his eight year, eight years at the church, which is pretty amazing. But um, we didn't have that, and so there was a lot of tension that existed. I wouldn't say necessarily disagreements, but I probably chose to lean into disagreements with you because there was just this tension and this conflict, yeah. even if it wasn't founded really that like I disagreed with you. It was just like. We just didn't get along. Like there's, I think we just didn't have an understanding of each other. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say to what you said was like, there came a point where we literally had to sit knee to knee, like in your office and say like, listen, I'm for you. And I'm, yeah. never, I'm not going to talk negatively about you. I'm not going to come for you in a meeting. I'm not going to come. It's not personal, right? Like, yeah. And we had to establish a, a, a mutual trust between each other. And that has been so healthy, I think, we have grown so much into relationship. And for me to you, someone I deeply respect, like, because we were able to say, like, we need to create and establish some trust and some common ground here mm -hmm. that we know we're yeah. safe with one another. And it allowed us, we still don't agree on things, but like it allowed us this space to connect despite those things. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Um, yeah. And I think that speaks to like, kind of like what I was saying of like, at that, like, I remember that, that place in that time. And it was like, all right, this is a crossroads. Like either a disagreeing now and confronting that yeah. and like kind of being willing to go the confrontation, it's either worth it or it's not. And it's like, it got to a point where it's like, it's, it is only healthy to do that right mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and I think realizing that about, and that's where, that's what I would say to people that would both say, I run towards it and I run away from it is saying, how can you realize that about yourself? Because probably, and I mean, I would just say like, probably some of the people that say I run towards it, are you running towards too many? 
maybe yeah, I think that's time. a great question. Yeah. Or are the, those that are running away, are you running away from some that from would potential be really growth. healthy for growth? Mm-hmm. I think, And I think that's where mm-hmm. these central answers, again, they feel safe, right? But I think that's where they're accurate. It's yeah. like there's some of us who need to pull back a little bit from being aggressive and disagreeing with people. And there's some of us who really need to face what makes us uncomfortable about disagreeing. Um, but these- also I, I want to say that like in the disagreement and when we disagree with others, like the other person also has to be in that space. Uh, and that's one of the answers that was given. Oh, okay. I'm glad you cool. said, no, I'm glad yeah. you said that because I was going to read some of the responses and I thought they were very, very thoughtful. Um, so if you run away from them, these were some of the things they said. I just want everyone to be happy. It seems like the easier path to just run away from it and not deal with it. Um, if it's a family ordeal or something with a good friend, like, that feels hard. So I found that fascinating because this person, Mm -hmm. I know who it is and is such a warrior for social justice, like unbelievable. But she's saying if it's a family ordeal or if it's a close friend, I'm running from it because those social justice, those, those big things Mm. are at arm's length. Those are not personal. Interesting. But those close friends and family, it's like, that feels unsafe. I Mm -hmm. think that was fascinating. Um, I don't want someone to be mad at me. Think I'm hard to be friends or partners or family with. Um, Yep. Uh, I have to gather my thoughts and emotions first. That's what Kate said. Um, Somebody said, it's just really painful. I really, really like Harmony, and I'm an Enneagram 9. So, Mason, I think about that. I think Mm -hmm. about my husband is also an Enneagram 9. And Joe. And Joe. Is Joe? Um, Mm -hmm. Just a total fear of conflict and harming relationships. Mm. Um, Just not wanting to do something that you can't return from. Mm. Um, This person said, I'm really trying to get better, but I have a fear of being rejected. Mm. Um, uncomfortable raised in a house where silence prevailed rather than disagreeing Um, that was not my childhood Um, but that is I can imagine that that would be difficult I think I think that's where I come from yeah so that's why I feel like I need to step back and go okay like what are my thoughts and feelings so I don't just like push them all on someone else yeah before yeah this person said fear hard feelings loss of friendship loss of someone's respect um, mm-hmm. I think I run towards conflict. I don't think there is, or I disagreement. I don't think anybody in here would tell you different <laughs> than that. Um, that's probably my Enneagram eight, but I, um, when, if I run away from com- or disagreeing, conflict is not the topic disagreeing is Lee. Um, if I run away from disagreeing, it is because I don't have all my facts and I cannot stand to show up to a fight or an argument where I can't Mm. I can't clearly state my side. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. participate. And I realize in a lot of disagreements, like I just don't have all the facts. And so it makes it hard to stand sometimes. And I think there's good and bad in that, right? Like we're, we're I'm saying I want to do my research, but in the, on the other hand, it's like, you don't always have to show up being totally ready. Sometimes yeah. you just have to show up. So mm. those were some of the responses to, if you run away from mm. disagreeing. Okay. So, the people who run toward disagreeing, um, just this call to justice, this duty towards justice. Um, some person said, better to sort it out then. Avoidance rarely ever makes things better. <laughs> um, and it all does allow things to fester. Would you say that to be true? Like, yes. Yeah. Just not naming what things are. Or do you think sometimes avoiding it is... Uh, I think, the, to me, I think there's a difference in avoidance and, like you just said, like, coming with facts. Or a calm with, down period. Right. And like, I would, yeah. the only thing I would disagree in, with your statement is 
like coming to the fight or the argument, like not assuming that it's going to be a fight or an argument, but coming saying like, like sometimes I need to, in, in relationships, like I need to step back and be like, whoa, 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 is my, is my disagreeing here a, like, I'm not going to let this fester, but do I need to let this simmer at least and like marinate at least of like, what do I really feel? Was that a trigger reaction or was that a really like justified reaction and how I felt? Yeah, and you you just touched on something I was actually going to call myself out and call myself back from. But when I said show up to the fight, that's just like an eight's language, right? Like I'm just saying <laughs> show up to the space and I'm just calling it a fight, which is indicative of my own self. So I'm glad you said that because this person said disagreeing does not have to mean fighting, yeah. right? Right, yes. And that is a clear statement we need to make from the top that those are two different things. Right. And I get them wrong. Obviously, you just heard me call any space where there's disagreement, a fight. Um, but I think in culture, we've gotten that wrong a lot. That yeah. like, there, there has to be a fight. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't mean it that way, but I, I totally, I'm glad you spoke to that, Adam. Um, this person said, I do it just because I'm opinionated and that's probably not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a student. I love that. Um, if we're honest, we can be clear. Clear is kind. Uh, we cannot fix an issue we can fix the issue if we're honest. Mm-hmm. Um, another student said, I'm the kind of person who likes having their opinion heard. I really, really feel strongly about standing up for myself. Mm. Um, this person said, this person is a therapist, um, it helps you understand the other person better and maybe come to a compromise if there's space for that. Mm. So I like that. those were the people who said they run toward disagreeing. Okay, so what type of disagreements create the most anxiety in you. So those can be friends, family, political, religious and spiritual, behavioral, very broad question. What do you, what would you say? Mm. <laughs> family. I want to say higher stakes. Like when I know the disagreement they are either on fire about or like like the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. Like if if Hannah and I are disagreeing about what mac and cheese is better, Panera or, or uh, Chick Fil A, like I'm cool to disagree, come to a compromise. Like, but when it's something like closer to heart, or you know that like that other person has had either trauma or like past experiences in that, like those stakes are higher. So I think that's the most anxiety. I don't know if it's a specific topic, but when the stakes are really high, that gives me so much anxiety. Honestly, the whole list. It <laughs> <laughs> also runs away from Hannah, this. Hannah, Hannah, so. She just dis- covered up in her with blanket. With such disgust <laughs> yeah, she, in her face. Honestly, the, the whole, whole list. list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So most pervasive in these answers were political. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, political, political, or religious, spiritual. Uh, there is more gray area than people are willing to admit that's, mm. that's what one person said mm-hmm. um when anyone is is mad at me or disappointed in me that's one student said that yes um family and politics um <laughs> mostly politics a few covid uh, i think that goes down mm. to just like the way that we mm. um experience like a a communal problem mm. yeah you know yeah covid is just that uh, this person said work-related anxiety mm. um and knowing this person and they've walked through that, that, that was really hard. Um, this person said when 
I know someone thinks they're, act, they're being helpful, but it's actually really damaging. So I think to be in a disagreement and, and someone is, I think this could be said of religious, I think about this in religious contexts, right? Yeah. Where they're saying, this is right, this is right. I'm just trying to like, mm-hmm. help just you trying to help. See, and, yeah. and you mm-hmm. see the damage actually like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. happening in front of you. Um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. What about y'all? Any more besides? Adam Mason? Uh, I mean, I, I would just, I would just, say yes to all of those um probably 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 mostly i'd say like political would be um i forget how the question was worded but um i think it was which type of disagreements create the most anxiety and yeah i i'd say i'd say probably i'd say probably that one um just because currently and we can maybe get more into this i guess but you it's it's such like a hill people want to die on, you know, like mm. political issues, um, and and I I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but it's just you know people. It's black or white. Pe- yeah, people. I mean, somebody said you know there's a lot of gray area that people don't yeah don't realize you know, and I I think with political disagreements that gets that get lot that gets lost a lot. I I was really trying to think of what mine would be, and like I think my first answer was that none of them really cause me anxiety. And I think that goes back to, again, just like choosing where I mm-hmm. am willing to. So like, how did you arrive there? Because you keep saying like, I got, yeah, I don't do this because I, I, it doesn't cause anxiety for me or I don't, I, I decide whether I want to run towards or away. Like that sounds like someone who's grown from disagreements to me. Like you obviously have done some healthy work in, have you had unhe- a seasons of really unhealthy that have led you to this place? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, there's totally been times where, um, like I've had disagreements and I think in times and younger in life and like, um, younger in ministry where it was like, well, I'm going to show them, you know, and, and yeah. lived into that. And like, and I'm in a, a, like, I'm not acting like I'm completely innocent of that now. Like I, I have those thoughts, but it's like willing to arrive at the place of like, who am I willing to engage this time mm-hmm. with? And, and who am I not? And realizing that it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm not anxious about having this conversation because this person is so safe to me that I can, mm-hmm. I can say or what I want to say. Or you're willing to be a little I'm, anxious I'm willing or a to little be like... vulnerable and I'm willing to, to have the growth in this conversation. And so there's places in which I feel mm-hmm. that and there's places in which I don't. And some of that is growth and I arrive there. Um, and then there's, you know, there's some that haven't. And, and I think it's also like, yeah, I forget who quoted this and so someone will point that out, but it's like, you know, don't take the criticism from people that you wouldn't take their advice, mm. yeah. you know? And like, so I keep that in my mind all the time where it's like, well, if I wouldn't take this person's advice yeah. in life in just general at all, then why would I even engage in a conversation where I would have to accept their criticism on where I'm arriving? Now, that's not to say that you don't need to read or listen to people that think differently. It's, it's one of the reasons why I listen to news channels of all, you know, ends of the scale, right? Because I want to, I want to hear from different areas, but it, it's, it's how you, who you're willing to engage. Now I will say that I think about all those topics and be like, well, I've had disagreements on all those topics or all those areas and felt safe. Now there's been times where I don't feel safe. And there are, there are times in which I would say like, I wouldn't want to navigate that conversation in this arena because I wouldn't feel safe there. Um, and I think those are the ones that are the most, to me, the ones that would give me the most anxiety are the ones that are completely polarizing. 
you are either this or you are that. And those are the two, because I do, you know, to the, to the comment on the thing, or the, like there seems to be so much gray area and everything, and those are, the, those are the ones that I think I would have a hard time with, especially outside of my safe space. Okay, so I have a, I have a lot of thoughts. Y'all okay. just said some really good stuff. So <laughs> I love this so much. Um, Mason, I want to hold this thought, but remind me to get back to the gray area you commented on politically. Adam, you said, um, I wouldn't want to discuss or have disagreements maybe in certain arenas because I want to do it with people that I feel safe with. And that's a learned behavior coming out of what you just shared was like seasons of not doing that well or whatever. Or maybe, you've, you, maybe you have always been... Um, someone who this isn't a big struggle for them like me. Um, but so I think about people that say things like, and I have expressed my own personal opinion about this on my social media feed, but people that say things like social media just isn't a space, right? Hmm. Like on the internet, isn't the space or on your Twitter feed or on your whatever is not the space to disagree. But then I think about all the ways, all the things that I wasn't ready to disagree with anyone yet face to face in a room, but somebody else said it and I needed to hear it. And it gave me this like distance to form a, to grow, to like form it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like there are like, I follow tons of adoptive moms and they talk about raising a like transracial family, you know, these kids. And so I had this idea about how it was done and I wasn't ready for someone to take me on in person and disagree with me about that. But watching them share their story or watching two people disagree, like, in a healthy way helped me. So we can't say that there, we shouldn't. Like, I think students that would hear us disagree might learn mm-hmm. right. the beauty and health of disagreeing. So it's not like it should always be done in a private space because yeah. I have learned so much watching two people come from, does that make sense? Like how to, yeah. yeah. Right. So I, you don't necessarily have to like side with one person or the other and certain issues. Like well, and like, you oh, have yeah. the space, like you're not in, actually involved in the disagreement. So you have the space to like, Right. discern where you're like leaning or whatever. Yes. I, I um, think, oh, I don't know if you asked me a question in that. No, I was just, <laughs> I, I was just di- like pushing back a little bit on the, and you didn't even really say this, but that you, there are just certain spaces, arenas, I think is the word you use that you just wouldn't want to disagree in because. Right. And, yeah. and I mean, I would say for me, social media is one of them. And, and I'll tell you why for me that, I, anytime I've had like an email or something like that, where it's like, I've, someone's been upset with me, you know, shocker, that happens, that happens in ministry. Like I immediately pick up the phone because I personally know that I am not as good with written words as I am being able to sit across the table with someone or have a conversation. And so for me, um, that's where I've been. And I totally see your point of saying like being able to watch others, um, you know, learn from others disagreeing. Like, obviously that's what, like, whether we know it or not, right, we have learned behavior and how we disagree by, shocker, the household that we grew up in, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe the schools yeah, that we went that. to yeah. or the communities that we grew up in, right? Yes. So like we have some of that learned behavior of observing it. Um, and I think that is, you know, you point out the social media arena. I think that is for me, it's like, I feel like I'm way better um, being able to have a conversation in person than I ever would be able to um, on Type paper out. or screen or typing or whatever mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I, th- right. I do think that comes out of style because I am much more, I mean, I think there's a biblical, 
like I think there's scripture to back this up, right? Like I'm not going to take that person on necessarily in a public space, right? But maybe in a general sense, being able to say, this is a this is an idea that's held by a lot of people and I'm going to challenge that in my own way. Not like I'm taking on this person and challenging them, but this idea. You don't even have to name who's holding that idea. Just, right. the, just the challenging thought, the mm. disagreement itself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you're right. I think when someone sends you an email or you hear somebody has said something, which we have walked through that many, many mm-hmm. times, is just to have that, that personal connection. Yeah. I think that's really important. Well, and that's what I would, I personally would encourage like students, listeners, like if you are disagreeing, like maybe your, your first go-to is typing it out because you need to type it out, but how much more meaningful and how much more growth could happen in person. And that's, that's my perspective because I know that the times that like I've gotten those things that were like an email or a text or something like that, like the advantage that or the advantage and disadvantage is that you get to read it over and over again. And every time you read it, or this is maybe my personality. You get more mad? Right. You get more <laughs> frustrated with it. And I think that's what I always have to, like, I've had to check myself in that when I, when I go to respond to me, like, act like you've read this one time. They've said it once. They haven't said it 3,000 times just because, you, mm. because you've yes. read it 3,000 times. Like, and they're not... They're and not you read it. into the tone exactly. of voice and all. I, and I think that's just one of the, and that's just kind of like a, a learned thing in, in, in years of ministry, I think. I, I think um, just the idea of, of social media. I mean, I've, I've certainly put things on social media that have sparked, uh, should I say, rigorous debate. Whereas <laughs> I don't, I actually I use debate very loosely, but I, I would agree that I don't, I don't think social media is the place for it. Um, just you said that there is there can be very healthy like dialogue on social media and I agree with that I think there can be but I think also on the opposite side of the spectrum um, what you get is people piling on right so then it's it's not so much a conversation than it is just people shouting at each other and I think the nature of what Adam just said like people typing out responses right what it becomes is it becomes, uh, instead of people having a dialogue, it turns into 20 people just posting monologues of what they think. And I don't think that is a place that you can, I mean, I I think it's impossible to engage with every single one of those, every single one of those people, every single one of their points in a coherent way. I think it becomes disjointed and I think a lot of nuance and a lot of the human aspect is lost through a screen and through typing. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I don't know, using social media in a healthy way is, is, I I think it can happen, you know, and it's obviously not going away anytime soon. Um, Right, and so I think that speaks to, I think you bring up a great point. I think most people probably think like that. And I think for, especially growing up in like a Southern household, my mom would always say, we do not air our dirty laundry for everybody mm-hmm, to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you do not hang that up for the neighborhood to see. That stays at our house, you know? Right. And I was telling everybody, you know? Um, <laughs> but I, I think that, especially growing up, that I, I, I tend to think like that. But mm-hmm. I do think like times are changing and people are leaning into spaces we haven't leaned into before. And we Mm. have to learn how to manage that nuance that comes in the follow-up to the threads. Um, We we do have to figure out a way 
to, to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also because I think people do learn f- because when those different stories comes up, it's like a whole nother perspective to whatever the original thought was. And so it's like to follow that sometimes helps me because it's mm-hmm. going, okay, I'm, now I need to break apart why that person thinks like that. Right. And that's, this is the idea of deconstruction, right? I need to figure out, okay, they're holding that belief. Why? What shaped that? What in their household? What in their belief system? What yeah. in their education? What in their experience? shaped that thought. And I think that as long as there is a place on social media for people, which I will go on an opinion to say vehemently, like opposed to like, let's say what happened at the Capitol on January the 6th, as long as there is space on the internet to hold those ideas, Mm. there has to be a, like what I would call darkness, right? And to, and to rally darkness together, there has to be a space that's like, coming with light like Mm. there has to be some countering to that Mm. and so how do we if that we can't just let the internet just be a space for darkness and say well we're just going to handle the peacemaking Mm -hmm. and the disagreeing Mm -hmm. in our private spaces we can't do that anymore Mm. right like we have to so i'm not saying you're wrong and that it shouldn't always happen offline we Mm -hmm. have to figure out a way to to do Mm -hmm. it well well for for sure and and just just a quick note on that like what you said looking at everybody's responses and like thinking through them all critically, as you just said. Um, I say that's the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's certainly in a perfect world, what everybody would do. (laughs) Right. But I, I think, I think we're, I mean, this is kind of a moot point because ultimately it's like, well, we have to get to that point where we all do that. But, but right now I think it's, it's just people, um, adding noise, right. Instead of, it can feel like that. Yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, personally, like if, if, I mean, I know if I see a post, you know, I'll skim the post. And then if I see there's like 85 comments or something, I won't dive into the comments. A, because. That's a lot. Yeah. A, a, a because <laughs> it, it does just pile into, in, in, for, for me anyway, it, it, it becomes this monolith of just words and noise, mm-hmm. you know, to where like, okay, this person thinks this, this person thinks this. I personally not to say I don't care what, what these people think, but in this moment, it, it, it doesn't serve me any to read 85 comments and try to parse out uh, what these individual if people If you're say. posting it or you're reading someone else's original uh, Just if I'm, if, I'm re- if I'm reading somebody else's in okay, this example. Okay, so you're not right? talking about something, someone responding to you. No, 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 no. If, if you know, um, and, in, and in that uh, instance, it's hard for me to see that as... I mean, I, that's not true. It, it is beneficial, right? But but I think ultimately, if I were to engage in that, what I would want to do is engage with pieces individually, right? Mm. And essentially build the foundation of um, either the relationship or build the foundation of whatever their this person's views are, which then leads to another conversation with somebody else, another conversation with somebody else. Does that make sense? Yeah. For me, For me, that's how I can compartmentalize things in my own head yeah. to where I don't feel like I'm just against a wall of, of noise. And it, and yeah. it is more like, no, I'm dealing with, with individuals and I'm dealing with individual points, not just 85. a slab of yeah. mess, you know? Well, and I, I hate to be like the health police on all of this, but like, I think it's <laughs> knowing your, like, I think it's knowing like, yeah, knowing your, Knowing you, like, are you in a place of being able to read and engage in disagreement in that scenario? And if you're not, if it's overly upsetting or overly frustrating or, like, you don't know how to take 
each response or compartmentalize it, then you might need to grow in other ways before you enter into that arena and how and how to do it because if you can't then it might feel completely overwhelming or it might feel attacking or you might be attacking and not knowing that you're attacking and i think that's where it really is knowing your own boundaries and your own health um and being able to do that and like i mean I'll, i'll definitely say like i've you know i've had to separate in some in some ways because i've literally watched friends before like become literally both figuratively in a social media sense and literally as humans become not friends anymore over a social media post over like eight or nine posts or 80 or 90 posts. Um, and I'm like, whoa, 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 you two people have known each other since you were in like the third grade. Right. Right. How, you know, and I've almost wanted to step in as a mediator and just be like, you two love each other. Can I remind you that you truly love each other? How can I help facilitate this this becoming, be- excuse me, better for you? Yeah. Um, in that moment, I think you make a great point, and we are going to talk about social media as one of our whole things. And this say, is diving. Like we need a whole. It's diving whole there. Podcast and, on that. Yeah, let's go there in, in like a whole a whole podcast. I think Adam, you make a great point that, and I think we all have to acknowledge our own personal responsibility in engaging in posts like that mm-hmm. or conversations like that, um, because you're only you know you're your mental health, your capability, your boundary. Um, and, and only you can hold that boundary, right? You, you, and you do, it is your responsibility to hold that boundary absolutely, for your own safety, mm-hmm. um, for the sacredness of your own space. Um, and so, yeah, I highly encourage that. Um, but I would say that if we, if we, if there are those of us in the space that are healthy enough to engage in a healthy way and to be demonstrative in the way that we care for each other in those spaces in a kind way that we disagree well, mm-hmm. um, not show Share up and that. just be kind because we're just worried about people liking us. But if we show up to disagree in a loving way, then we can model that, right? Because if we, if it's not out there, it, yeah. like no one's ever going to learn it, you right. know? Yeah. So, Modeling good disagreeing is yeah, always yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, one of the other questions was, um, are there, are there gray area? Are there areas that do not have gray, gray. right? Are, is there a thing that you, is the hill you're going to die on? Is the idea that you are going to hold that you cannot let go of? You cannot say, I think we just need to agree to disagree, which in my own personal life has become one of my least favorite sayings ever. Um, because for me, that is a grand exit to, I just don't want to talk to you about this anymore. Mm. And there is an issue or there are issues to me that are, there is like, and I will tell you out of the 50 people, 100% of the people said there is an issue to them. I believe that. I guess. And I think that's fascinating. And every, and they're not all the same. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, and I'll read you some of the responses, but I would ask you, is there an area Right. Because I think you're right. There always is nuance and probably even in the issues that we hold is like our one that can't change. There's still nuance, but are there areas that don't have that gray for you? Yeah, read some of those. And then, cause I got to I got to think for a second. Well, I didn't want to give you guys an escape. I wanted to hear Dang your, it. Like, <laughs> your, your honest uh, thoughts. Mm. Would y'all like me to go first? Well, I, it's a tough, it's a tough question. It's it's tough in a in an Instagram post too because they get yay or nay, right? Like they, they got to share. 
Oh, they did get to mm. share. Okay, okay. Uh, um, you thought I, it was just I yes just, or no? I, here's my processing thought with this, and maybe that'll provide some insight to whoever therapist is listening to this, what's wrong with me. So <laughs> when I think about, like, the hill I want, like, I, for me, it's people. And yeah. when that happens, I, I think the hill I would die on is when someone doesn't agree that they are created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are different nuances in that, but I think it breaks my heart and makes me want to fight and throw things against the wall when someone doesn't see them for the beauty they are. So, yes, I listen to a podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't, uh, that's it. That's all I, my brain has right now. I listened to a podcast today uh, with, not today, uh, with Jen Hatmaker and, um, a psychotherapist, I will get the name and put it on the podcast. And I feel so disrespectful that I don't remember her name, but, um, she was talking about that. Like, like we have to see people as made in the image of God. And that absolutely has to change how we interact. Right. Mm -hmm. And how we agree and disagree. But I would like, if you can be more specific, because I think what students and people around us, like we, like that again feels safe. And I know it's safe because it's true for you. I'm not saying yeah. it's not true. Yeah. But what is, is there a, a, a space within that humanity? Like for me, it's racism. And that's because mm-hmm. I'm raising two kids of color. Right. Right. And so it is impossibly difficult for me to imagine the, uh, not the nuances in the in between, mm-hmm. but the radical opposing view of mine that they are made in the image of God and that they have value and worth despite their skin color, like that is, I cannot, I mean, that's just full disclosure. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I can't, I cannot see the other side. I just can't, I can get there. That's kind of what I was thinking. And so that's my hill. And so that, and I'm, anytime a person is left out, anytime a person is excluded, like inclusion would be my, not Mm -hmm. a lot of gray area. Yeah. Right. But for specifically for me, it's race. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. I think specifically a- for me, it's um, their own image of themselves hmm. um, and creating like not what other people tell them, um, whether that is like a suicidal ideation or an unhealthy relationship or um, the distant modeling of whoever they had around them growing up uh, that instilled in them um, a differing sort of opinion of who they are and who they can accomplish or what they can accomplish as a person. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for being more specific. Yeah. I had to arrive there. That's why yeah, I was like, no, anytime, I mean, anytime. <laughs> but I think it's safe. And I think that's yeah. the thing, right? Like as, as Christians, we, as leaders, especially we are trained, right. To give safe answers because we, we want to be inclusive. Like we don't want anyone yeah. but like, is there a thing that. Mm. Anybody I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Like there's a frog in my throat right now. When I started talking about <laughs> it, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. But I have to like, eat. yeah. So, yeah. I would agree with you, Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with you. I don't, I cannot fathom people not being treated equally because of their skin color. Like, I just, mm-hmm. that's never okay for me. Just, I can't, yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. Yeah. For some people on the list, it was like LGBTQ inclusion mm-hmm. and just feeling like that was just the hill for them. Yeah. Um, for some people, it's patriarchy and just, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, gender discrimination. Any other ones? 
So I, I have this, this balance tension. Process right? it out. I, I've been trying to process it out in my head because I, because I agree. Like I, I agree with a, like all that's been said, right? Like I can't understand or fathom like why someone would be like, this person of color is not as worthy as this other person. Like right. that doesn't. But you can acknowledge that people do think that, right? Yes. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, okay. I acknowledge. Yeah, people yeah, think yeah. that. Like I, I, I can't comprehend why how, they would. Yeah, yeah. why they they would think that. Like yeah. that's. It's just weird to me or right. crazy, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I don't, so it's like, but I'm also trying to think about like what it is that would absolutely make me walk away from the table from someone. Yeah. In, in the sense of this, like if I believe so passionately about all people being created in the image of God and all being people, all people being of great worth, right? Those are some of the things that we're throwing out there. Like, at what point am I willing to walk a, a walk away from the table and stop convincing someone that that's truth? Hmm. And that that's so hard, right? Like, I think that's what, like, that's mm. a, that's a tension is like, because like, at what point am I willing to walk away from the table and say that? And of course, I, I'm putting all of this in the parameters of like my safe space, right? Yeah. Like the people that I think about, like would I walk like to stop convincing them that I think that what they're saying is wrong? And I think that's a, it's a hard space to like get in of like- well, when I do think I- there is a lot of spiritual overhang that has taught us you never get up from the table. You yeah. never yes. get up from the table. And I- I wrote a, a, a post this summer on my Facebook with nearly the exact same language. I don't know if you remember it. It was a pretty hot post. I got a lot of feedback. But I, think I remember. All <laughs> of the, when everything was happening with Black Lives Matter and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and all that stuff had stirred up. And I was at a point, and I'm going to try to get through this without crying. But like, <clears throat> when I, because I've always been, especially being in pastoral spaces and being a spiritual leader and being a Christian, like you never get up you from never the table. Get up. Yeah. You never get yeah. up. Like, not because I'm gonna convince you, but because I love you and I want to leave space for you to see me and see my humanity. So for so long, I had given everybody a seat at my table because Sellers was at my table. And so I was like, if you just see him, if you see his story, mm-hmm. you it'll convince it'll, you. It'll be done. Yeah, it'll be right. done. And what I realized was there were people sitting at my table with my son who still were not convinced. Right. And I said, I can't sit here anymore. Yeah. My table is, he is no longer your, um, mm-hmm. experiment to see if you're in mm-hmm. or not. No longer your bandaid. He's not your band. He's not. And, Ugh. and, and I remember someone writing me back, uh, uh, someone writing me back and they said, how dare you? Like we opened, they actually said, we reached in our pockets and gave you money to adopt sellers like we don't really need your opinion about it It was very ugly and I remember someone saying to me Lee get up get up from the table you do not have to listen to that like you don't have to respond to that you don't have to engage with that like that you have to create a boundary right with that and so I told like the illustration that you just gave like having just lived it like it is so yeah. hard because we're taught and when you have we an teach, experience that many of us have not had right exactly like totally that. and I didn't right. have it like I have now access that I didn't have four years ago right right but it is it you're so right like we are taught and maybe for you guys you're there isn't that pervasive cultural you know that thing yeah yet that, right and there will be yeah but you can't get up. 
like you're convinced I have to stay here because I want you to see in relationship with me. And it's so hard because I felt, I felt completely like I was abandoning like this Christian tradition of accepting right. everybody, even if they didn't agree. You know well, what I mean? And, and I would say like to those listening who are like, you know, I, I am not saying that like, again, I put this in the parameters of my safe space. So I'm, I'm almost like looking at a list of humans, you know, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, these are the people that I win. Now, this is not saying that like, if you find yourself in an overly, overly toxic situation, I'm not saying continue to engage in disagreement with this person because like that might be a space where you need to learn like, hey, I need to step away because for my own mental health, for yeah. my own well-being, like I need to step away from that. So I was very much putting that in my parameters of thinking like of these people, like, not, I, like maybe it's a slow grind to get them to realize it, but I'm going to. Like I'm, I'm going to continually have conversation with them and we're right. both going to grow. And I, and I truly believe because of the things that we're, we're mentioning, right, like people all being created in the image of God, right? Like I open page one and I'm like, well, it's not page one. It's like page three or four, right? But <laughs> Save a little content. Yeah, you know, but like page one, right? Like we created humanity in our image. God says that. And so it's like, that's my whole foundation of life. Yeah. So like, I won't ever stop that grind. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean that, um, you know, that it's not hard and it's not yeah, difficult no. and that there won't be situations where it's like, maybe right now this isn't my call to convince this person mm. at this time and in this moment, right? And mm. that's where I think that is. Like, it's And really, so is it ever? That is a part of deconstruction like that I think is so important. Can you restate that? Like, is it ever... I wasn't done with my thoughts. Sorry, I I'm do sorry. that. Sometimes where I like start and then I stop and I start. Is it ever our job to convince? Like, I think that also has to be yeah. at the back of at the back of disagreeing, like I, so, to convince whom? I don't know. Like, so, and I, and I would say this, and I, I've approached all of my uh, ministry, well, I would say all, most of my ministry life like this, like I can't push or drag someone anywhere they don't want to go. You know, it's always the funny pastor joke that says like, well, I'm in sales, like I'm not in management, right? Like I'm in sales of, of who Jesus is and who Jesus can be in your life. <laughs> And so I always just operate under like, and this is going to be the most pastory thing we ever say. So Adam, like, uh, or everyone just get ready to be like, Adam just pulled the pastor card. But like, I always look at my, I always look at the way I, I act and live is if I love people and I love God and I spend that time pointing to Jesus, because I can't make someone go to Jesus, but if I spend my time pointing to Jesus, then like to your point of like, is it my time or my place? Like, I just hope that if enough people around people are pointing to Jesus, that eventually they'll, they'll get there. And I think you make such a beautiful point to anyone in the spiritual world who's a leader or whatever, like mm -hmm. that's where the burnout happens is if you are spending all of your years and your days and your ministry dollars trying to convince and drag mm -hmm. somebody with you, you're going to be really tired. And you're like year one, year two, you yeah, know, I but, did years of it. And yeah, I was, I was, I mean, and that's youth pastors last five years. Is that the statistic? Like 2.5, three, I think. right. Two or three, yeah. Yeah. And so because, and I'm not saying that's the reason they all leave or whatever, but you get burned out. It's the same thing with social. You're trying to convince somebody to go one way and you're dragging them. That's exhausting. But if you're living in a way that's reflective of Jesus, like it's a, that's a totally different posture. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, I don't know. There, there, there's a lot to be said about how we 
disagree well. And we asked that question on the, on the Instagram, like, do you feel like you know how to disagree well? And I was going to give you the statistic was 52 to 48. Majority said yes. They feel like they know how to disagree well. Um, knowing some of these people, I might disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, no, I'm just kidding. But I think we, there are tools that we need to learn to disagree well, one for Lee French needs to be that not every disagreement is a fight. Herschel would tell you, like, I just love, he'll be like, why are we fighting about this? Like, why are we fighting about the ice cream? And I'm like, because it matters. You know, like, it's <laughs> a really big deal. And to Herschel, my Enneagram 9 is like always trying to diffuse any kind of, you know, argument, argument, mm-hmm. um, which is so annoying. Um, <laughs> but, that. you know, there are just tools. And I think, Knowing ourselves is the first is the key to that. Like I am Lee French. I run on medication for ADD, for anxiety. Um, I run on meditation. I have to be in my thoughts. I'm a thinker. I'm an introvert. I like to go back to my own spaces. And mediation. Like I grow and I function when other people challenge me and when other people can say things to me that maybe I don't believe or haven't heard. The other is like pulling apart a when you're disagreeing with a person and it feels really passionate and it feels really hurtful and you're, is to stop and go, but what makes them feel that way? What did they go through? Like, what is their bent on that idea? What experience did they have that led them to their thought? And am I more convinced on beating them down or beating the idea they hold down? Like what, And Mm -hmm. I think that goes back to putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, right? Like, what have they walked through to arrive at that idea? And what have you walked through? And what, your idea, how does it serve you? Like, does this idea serve you because it perpetuates your own privilege? I'm not talking about white privilege. I'm just saying, like, privilege, like, in general. Like, does it serve you um, because it benefits, like, your idea benefits you in some way? Um, So I think if we can, like, pull apart those layers and then always the main thing just being love like we are convinced that we see each other as Adam and Kate said like in the image of God Um, I think it does change our disagreements I did an exercise one time a couple of years ago in the tabernacle that someone did with me in college and it's so powerful but everyone gets in a circle and you put the cross in the middle of the circle and you are assigned to look straight across at the person across from you in the circle but before you can see them what do you see like in the foreground is the the cross. And so I always try to keep that visual in my mind of like, if I can put that before I'm looking at anybody else, it just changes. Mm -hmm. It just changes. Mm -hmm. So that's my wisdom on disagreeing of which I like to do. Um, (laughs) What would you guys give as any piece of advice can be legit, can be funny. Kate, I know you have a few. Like, I if just, you're going to disagree, here's so some tools. So when we decided on this topic, I was like, look, like, Lee has got this in the bag. Maybe I can, like, hold on some, like, practical advice for things that, um, one, like, my parents did slash what Sean and I do for disagreement and things like that. <laughs> um, for, like, kids disagreeing, like, you see people, like, holding hands or, like, making them get in the same sweatshirt or, like, you know, and it's, like, you That's diffuse good. the situation and make sure that you're, like, you're foundation is still good. Um, and there are lots of like funny ones. Like you, you cater the, um, the practicality to what's happening. Um, and then for like couples or best friends or something, if you argue or (laughs) conflict in whispers, um, it (laughs) diffuses the situation. Also, it's really hard to get like super angry with someone who's whispering at you. 
Um, and also you really have to listen, right? Like you have to listen to what they're saying. Um, or if you have like a stuffed animal or a pet or whatever, like you use them as use them as like the mediator. Like, um, I completely disagree. With that. <laughs> See, it's just like, it just something to like diffuse the like tension and the like hate um, in order to arrive at either a funnier or just like a more lighthearted so you can listen to the actual information and not the anger. Yeah. That's all I had. That's, that's it. That's, that's a lot. That's really good. I love yeah. that. Izzy, do you hear what your father is <laughs> We use it on Mowgli all the time. That's really great. That's such a good But it diffuses idea. it because it's like, oh, she's not attacking me. She's like, she's we're, talking, we're talking about, and also you never want to attack your pet. Like right. you're not going to be super okay of something they didn't do, right? Like you can get mad at your pet for doing something they're not supposed to do. But like if we're arguing about the family stuff, I'm like, Mowgli, do you believe like da 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 da? And Mowgli just diffuses remember. it. Yeah, like it just it, like pulls it, it out puts a it a little extra in there. Yeah. I think never going personal. Um, like it, let, let the disagreement be about the idea, like mm. in the, the situation and not the... The person, mm-hmm. I am terrible at that. Like <laughs> terrible. Like, and I say that in full humility of something that, like, I really do pray through. Also, as I mean, I having some humor behind it, but I really do. I like can go for the jugular, and that's just that's how we fought in in, in the Lowry House. So you, you know how to press those buttons. I know how to press the buttons, mm-hmm. and when I know the button, you have to press it. You know. So, <laughs> yeah. Anything else? I mean, I would, I think this is all recap of stuff I've ever said, but like, know yourself, like do, do a health inventory on like how you disagree, like whether it is healthy for you and, and creating those safe spaces and then expounding from there. Like, because Mm -hmm. you learn, you know, learn in a comfort zone, then grow that comfort zone, then grow that comfort zone and learn how to, to do that. And then also like, you know, based off, I know that there was only a, like, run towards and run away answer right but like you wanted the, the middle ground yeah i would i mean for me personally it's like there's a middle ground there and that middle ground is if you are always 100 percent like running and seeking towards them you probably need to check yourself mm-hmm. and if you're yeah. always 100 percent yeah yeah if you're always 100 percent running away from them you probably need to check yourself mm-hmm. you know and that to me that's just where I, where i approach that so and then also just like it like pass their answer like love God and love people mm-hmm. if you're doing that and if you are letting that lead the beat of your heart when you disagree then there will be fruit from it yeah I agree with that mm-hmm. it is a pastor answer but it's so true like, <laughs> but it I is agree. and you're a pastor it's okay like it is so true like, live into who you are Adam and yeah. I think too one thing they did say and Hannah you I said we were going to come back to this and we didn't but the other week you said, what, are the, what is the most overrated virtue? And yeah. the more I learn, like, about kindness, like, we just really value kindness above everything else. Like, we just want to be kind. We want everyone to get along. We just... Everybody real nice. Real nice. Real, and if we're yeah. nice, that is... That trumps everything, right? And I think there's something to be said about honesty. And I think that's why I probably run towards them is, like, once I found... Like, I didn't always have to be perfectly sugary sweet and nice. It was like I... There's, there's something really brave about showing up and just being honest mm-hmm. even if it's not the kind thing be kind and this is not like telling you to not be kind but listen to what adam said love god love people. <laughs> but on the other side know that it you know it's it's okay to show up um 
honest. So, thanks. That was a good chat. A long one. Thanks for hanging in with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now go disagree. Hey y'all, no announcement in this ad spot other than you are awesome and don't let anybody tell you different. Yeah. Is that- All right, guys, yeah. we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, guys, so for our dessert today, um, this whole trend of going for millennials for their like side part and skinny jeans and stuff like that um, has really gotten to me and really like um, I just people think have already be been really, there, right? Yeah, I just think it's really funny. Um, also, some things that happened at Bible study and Sunday night sort of stuff. Um, people not knowing who other people are and the sort of generational gap um, really got me thinking. Um, and so we're going to pit our quote-unquote young people against quote-unquote our old people. Uh, so Adam and Lee against Mason and Hannah. Whoop, whoop. And so I have um, three sort of like sayings I fill in offended. the blanks. Yeah. I have five slang words and I have three people. Um, so three we people. will go back and forth. Um, so when I say the old people, I do not mean anything over 40. Yeah, we're both under 40. But I still think there are definite I'll have to say both marks. Under 35, um, but wait, how much true. older are you than me? I'm about a decade older than you. Exactly. Hoops, so so that's what I thought would we've be got perfect. A, we have a gap. Okay, we have a little bit of a gap. So it's not as not bad a big gap, as some of the other ones, but I still think some of these like phrases um, are funny. So <laughs> for um, the young people and old people, you can comment after. So young people. What are, what are we trying to do? Right so now? young people, you're trying to fill in the blank. Oh. Just fill in the blank. Um, young people will never understand blank for games to work. Young people will never understand blank for games to work. And the old people have to answer this? No, 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 no. Young people are answering this, and then I'll... Do you know? For games to work? Uh-huh. Like, like what kind of games? Uh, video games. Uh, turning off and on? Blowing in the the game cartridge blowing in the game cartridge nice um, so in 64 you used to like blow in the game cartridge or open up the Sonic console the itself and blow into uh, i used to right. do that with our playstation so um <laughs> yeah so for the old people for the old people fill in this oh my gosh gross um <laughs> this is something that mason and hannah will know so um young people love blank a boy band that doesn't dance There's boy bands that don't dance. <laughs> One Direction. One Direction. <gasps> no, see? They don't dance? No, they don't. No. I thought for sure they danced. <laughs> Never seen Because old people grew up in a time where NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, the dancing was half the battle. Right. Yes. Mm. Okay. So um, for the young ones, old people still remember blank when voicemail or answering machines weren't a thing. Pagers? Hmm? Beepers or pagers? Oh yeah, Ooh. beepers. You'd put one, four, three for "I love you." Yeah, I remember. That. <laughs> I that's, yeah, never, that's something never I had a pager. Yes, never experienced a pager. So yeah. Did your friends have pagers? Uh, my friends did not, but I remember like my dad having one for work and stuff like that. Okay, the only time I did. really remembered a pager was in Home Alone when he was about the dad's exactly. about to get on the airport oh, airplane. All and of my friends gets had a pager. Nine one one. 
See, I just and it would like just buzz little generational and things. Down, yeah. Like, oh. So for the old people, young people refuse to blank when making plans. Commit. Mm-mm. That's <laughs> Adam. Do you have a guess? Refuse to blank when making plans. When making plans. Put it on their calendar. I call, don't call, talk on the oh. phone. Get actually on the phone with yeah. someone hmm. and make plans. Hannah, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I actually don't love talking on the phone either. I only talk on the phone a little bit. All right, young people, um, fill in this. There, it's two blanks, but okay. it's the same thing. Okay. So. Uh, more fun than a pillow fight. What? Yeah, what? Do that again? So um, it's a commercial, which I literally was crying laughing doing this. Um, so <laughs> more fun than a pillow fight. I've got nothing. So the blank is the. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez, I don't know. I have uh, no idea. I guess it's a toy. More mm-hmm. fun than a pillow fight. Pillow yep. pat. No, that's my generation. What could possibly be more fun than the pillow fight? Um, Adam, do you know this one? It's I one of those infomercials, I'm sure. Yeah, one of the infomercials. Uh, 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 uh. More fun than the pillow Soccer boppers. Fight. Yep, sock and boppers. I, I just uh, looked it up. Sock and boppers, sock and boppers. What is that? I do it's remember like big that. Gloves. It's like big like gloves uh, that you it can... It was like boxing, but a little more safe. But safer. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, old people, are you ready? Young people think blank is blank when writing. They're two different words. Wait, huh? Young people think blank is equivalent to blank when writing. Like with a pen and paper. Texting? Typing? Typing is what? Or... Lee, I feel like you would know this one really well. Okay, I feel like I'm being... Yeah, it's fine. Now that I've put that pressure on you, don't worry about it. Um... <laughs> yeah, the amount of times I've been called old. Old. I knew you were going to say that. That was like five minutes. I don't know. Um, so young people think calligraphy is cursive or vice versa. Cursive is calligraphy when writing. Oh. oh. Have you ever seen that? It's like people just write in cursive and you're like, that's not calligraphy. That's just cursive. Like we learned that in third oh, grade. Oh, like uh, in like videos. Yeah. That's funny. That is funny. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to do a couple. Do you remember what colors ketchup could be? Talking to old people or young uh, people? Just these are just yeah, random. Green. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. there green? was this. Yeah. Ew. White. And I, don't, red. I don't remember purple, white. Purple, right? Green and purple and red. So when the first Shrek purple. came out, um, the Heinz did green and purple and red ketchup rolls. Yeah, they did different. Oh, colors. just a bottle. Oh, I thought no, you it tastes the exact same. Wait, wasn't it purple too? Yeah, I guess it, maybe it was purple and green. Yeah, it was. It was actually green. Was green? I know. Green was very green. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Never seen another that? thing was um, the where you plug in your phone used to be a cigarette lighter. Yep. That is still where I plug in my phone in my car. Yes, but like mm-hmm. you, we've taken away most of those cigarette lighters oh, to press in. Oh yeah, it gets really I did know that. Yes, yes. Um, I had an old car. All right, so we'll go to round two. So this is slang. Uh oh. These are things that. <laughs> Oh, and I may ask no. some of them as a whole group because um, <laughs> it's gonna make me. So all right, mad. so for the old people, um, what Again. does what does clout mean? Like you've got clout, like you've got you've got like street cred. You've got like yeah, yeah, yeah street. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah, street cred. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. You've got all clout. Right. Let's just use the word again. <laughs> Young people, mm-hmm. what does dip mean? <laughs> what? What does dip mean? To leave. 
to leave. Dip out. Yeah, to dip out. Uh. Dip, baby, dip. Come on Just now. like that. Um, that means something different. Don't. Um, here's one that Sean came up with Um, you're really comp for the old people to guess and Mason's like what wait is Sean the young person coming up okay Sean got these from some of his like lacrosse players okay well I mean comps when you're buying and selling houses the comparable uh, buying and selling oh no 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 you're really comp like you're really like comparable to the other person (laughs) You're really smart. You're really competitive. Oh. Man, you're so comp. Like, bring that comp. Just say the full word. We've got time. You come like. to the comp. Okay. Um, oh, I, think, I, will I think Mason will these. get this one. Um, Sean didn't know this one, which I thought was really funny. Um, so for the young people, what's an icebox? Well, that's for us to guess. Yeah. What's an icebox? What's an icebox? I mean, a like cooler? an ice chest? Yeah, like a cooler. No, it's like a refrigerator or a freezer. Oh, that because what they used to call refrigerators. Oh, like the ones that you would put in your um, like garage. Mm-hmm. An ice box. An ice box. Also, an ice box is a you know, ice chest or. A <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Old yes. people. I say um, we got. I say we got that one. Yeah, we we nailed so, it. So use this in a sentence. Bet. Oh yeah, you can do it. Adam had a little practice with this, but last night the kids were. I think I know this one. I guess I should because. Yeah, yeah, Mason, you, you should. Like, I, Lee, I bet you won't <laughs> throw that computer. Mm. And how would Put you some respond? Money down on that bet. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm the, I would can respond. I, can, I, can I do it? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do, use it for do Hannah. Do it to me. Uh, yeah, use, you it Hannah. A, use it in a sentence. Like, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you two woke. Come on, let's show us what you got. <laughs> oh, oh. Yo. Yo hoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to go uh I'm about to go to dunk on that basketball outside. Bet. Bet. Bet I won't. Bet. Bet I won't. That's how they That's do how you it. Do it. Uh. Um you just okay. go back and so, forth. Bet out of <laughs> this I'll open bet. this. I'll open they this literally one just say that back and forth. I don't so get it. <laughs> when you were signing your books, how did you sign off? Oh T T Y L Lilas. 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 <laughs> Uh, Sean said hags. Hags is what I would have said. What's hags? Have, have a, a great, great summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine was, I bet Adam's was A. Jones. I bet that's all he put. Yeah. No, I can't remember. Yeah, that was just and a signature. And if he wrote a heart, like, whoa. whoa. I, was, I was definitely going all summer thinking about that. Yep. Me too. Okay. Um, so what about um, old people? Sus. Sus. Suspect. Mm-hmm. There you go. Here you go. Good job, go, Lee. Go, I'm, so uh-huh. I'm so woke. I'm so woke. I don't think that means what you think that means. Um, woke doesn't mean woke. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, okay. So, so for um, Adam and Lee, um, cap. Why do you just keep asking them all these questions? Well, because cap that I cap cap. Like I. Do you I'm know what it put is? on my ball cap? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you know what Mason? Cap that's means? a mighty fine cap you got. Cap? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if we take the trend, you know, sus was suspect and comp was competition. Maybe cap is like when you're writing and it's like, yo, cap the A at the beginning of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> um, cap is that's a lie. Like, no like, cap. Yeah. No mm-hmm. lie. No lie. Cap means yeah. a lie? <laughs> so that is like, uh, like, if I, like if you say something, I'm like, mm, cap. Like... 
Did I don't you like mean that crap? <laughs> no, Lee. All right. Um, Young no. people use better words. Yeah, that's not a good one. What was your first cell phone? And when did you get it? Who are you talking to? Everyone. Uh, my first cell phone was, uh, I mean, I don't know the, the... You can describe if need be. I mean, it was just a, a Sprint flip phone. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Mine was like a Samsung flip phone, and it would light up on the front when somebody would call me. Mm. And I got it in sixth grade. Nice. Adam? I got my first cell phone uh, when I turned 16 because I was then driving, and parents wanted me to was be it able a bag to call phone? when I got there and say, I, made I got it. here. Yeah. Um, and I think the plan had... 50 minutes a month on it. <laughs> yeah, and there was no texting. No texting. Yeah. And it was a Nokia. Um, it had the game Snake on it, oh which made gosh. it yeah. super cool. Lee, I Lee. had a Qualcomm 870, <laughs> and I got it when I was in the seventh grade because I went to private school 30 minutes from my hometown. Yeah, and gotcha. so I had to have like a phone to call my parents after school and stuff. All right. And it was a brick. So far, um, I'm going to leave it up to our um, listeners to see who is winning. Um, the last are people um, that, um, so for example, Hannah didn't know who Barbara Streisand was. Um, and so what I thought, a travesty. okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, for the young people, um, who is Chipper Jones? A uh, sportsman. Any other details? I have no clue. Uh, sports ball man. Adam, who's Chipper Jones? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. He's a baseball player. <laughs> oh, but you do you know. Played yeah. third base for the Atlanta Braves from like 92, 93 to about five years ago. Mm-hmm. We're the number 10. Okay, cool. Okay. So old people, um, who is Olivia Rodrigo? <laughs> She's a singer. <laughs> Real confident, love it. She is a singer. You're See, right. I told you. Do you know what song? Just she one sings? song. It's real Today's popular right now. Top hits. Hit me, baby. <laughs> is that that one? No. No. Mm. Driver's license. Have you have you heard that? They've, never heard it. No, okay. they've well, never heard it. Is that on Coco Melon? Because I haven't I heard it. I got my driver's license. That's how it goes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it goes. Mason. Okay. Drive down to um, the for our young people. Um, who is uh, Kelly Rowland? Mason, I feel like you. Kelly Rowland. Ooh, Kelly Rowland. Is that, yeah. that is that that Kelly from the like that show? The yeah. Wait. Today show. Yeah, or? I know who this is. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what? You, I, Mason. Once I say, you're gonna be like, oh, wasn't yeah, there a talk it. show with a Kelly and a? Well, it was Regis and Kelly, but that's Regis not. and Kelly. Well, that's that, Kelly Ripa. Now Kelly Clarkson has a show, but neither of those are Kelly Rowland. Neither <laughs> Ke- Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Uh, wait, is she a singer? No. Okay. Is, she another, is she another sports person? I'm dying. <laughs> she is in Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. That's why I was thinking. Is she a singer? Oh. Okay. Um, old people. Um, yeah. That's Dylan him. Sprouse. Oh, he was on um, uh, the Disney Channel show, Cody and Dylan. <laughs> Are they brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet life of Zach and Cody, so I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Cody and um, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Cody and Dylan. <laughs> you know, that, that one. All right. Um, that was a good guess. Young people, who is Mia Hamm? Oh, she played soccer. Yeah. Duh. Easy. Oh, okay, but <laughs> Kelly Rowland wasn't? Was okay, she but a singer? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ball All player. right. Um, Noah Beck, old people. Which Mason and I 
kind of knew. I, none of, I didn't know who he was. No, no you know who Noah Beck is. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on. You, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> think. What do come Hannah on. and I have that no, I don't think anyone else has. None of y'all else have that. Ooh, this feels like a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it's an app that we have, Kate and I have. Snapchat, the founder uh, of the bird. There, this is a TikTok person. Uh-huh, this is a TikTok person. Good job. <laughs> He's a famous TikToker. So even though we are only five or so years apart in some cases, this is why none of the kids think we're cool. <laughs> um, things. This segment could have been called Adam and Lee, not very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you no. guys know who James Taylor is? Anybody? Yeah. Yes. It's all that it's okay. All right, so, what, so we're going to end with our one thing. So Mason started off with one thing you learned today. Oh, dear. Uh, one thing that I learned um, was, <laughs> yeah, I guess the I guess the generational gap thing. Um, I mean, I'm not. There are more differences than you realize? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, like, I'm closer to y'all's age. <laughs> The so oldies age. I'm alone. Than, okay. than I am to Hannah. You're just on thick. So it's oldies. But like, even but even oldies. like I, do have to I don't know. An eye appointment. Right? It's still like they know some stuff. I didn't know some stuff. Yeah. That's weird. All right, Adam. I learned that I pretty much exclusively give boring pastor answers. <laughs> oh, well, interesting. No. All right, no, Lee. you give answers that qualify why you are in the position that you are. I agree. It's like you're gifted to give. That's why you're in this space. That's why you're a good pastor. Yeah. Lee, what's one thing you learned today? Um, that dredging up things about disagreements like can feel like therapy and that we all need a break and mm-hmm. I need to go like eat some chocolate or something. Yes. All right, Hannah, what's too. one thing you learned? I learned that Kate never does not finish a book. Hmm. I, I I got lots of book recommendations. I think that's one of the things I learned today was how many more books that I feel like I need to read now. Well, you go do that, and I will not. <laughs> you go do that, and we're I'll going get to Harry Potter hands. And Lee and I are going to go watch The Bachelor. Yes, okay, we bye. Are. Okay, bye. Bye now. If you've enjoyed this episode of To The Table, be sure to subscribe to keep up with us and to never miss an episode. Our hosts are Lee French, Adam Jones, Kate Orr, Hannah DeFada, and me, Mason Cavanis. Executive produced and recorded by Mason Cavanis and executive produced by Lee French. Edited by Mason Cavanis and John Provost. Mixed and mastered by John Provost. Music by Spring Game. To The Table is a podcast from Brentwood United Methodist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. 